Welcome to I Finally Get It. On today's episode, we visit with Taylor Davis. Taylor's a financial advisor with Northwestern Mutual, and over his more than 30-year career, he's realized that there are times when you need to bring people in to help free you up to do the things you're really meant to do. In studio, as always, Dustin Webb, our producer. I'm your host, Jeff Martin. Let's get it. Jeff, I'm not so sure I get it. But I know I've had some moments of change in my life. One of the blessings of it is, is, is the growth that I've been able to have over my life, uh, working life, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm 30 years in the financial services business with Northwestern Mutual. But one company that has really evolved around me also in the sense that it's not the only company I can work with on the insurance side, for instance. I can work with many other companies. And I just went to a meeting with 50 plus, 50 year old plus reps, uh, where the president of the company said that I'm proud to be part of a company that can say that. Yeah. That you're in a captive arrangement, a captive contract that we want to have the first look at your business. But I'm proud to say that I can go elsewhere with with your business. You can go elsewhere with your business because why? It's the right thing to do. You know, I've I've been thinking about that question and um, I I, I certainly as stages go in my life. Certainly I was a bachelor when I started. Mm -hmm. So I had not much expenses at all. Nothing. I could make $20 go and have a good time on it. Right. Yeah. Now, with two kids, having them put them through private school and through their life and, and, and knowing the cost of running a business, that's a bit of a joke because my overhead is X times what it was when it started. Yeah. And so as I saw myself grow as a financial advisor for folks, it really had to do with the need to survive and grow that thing for my life, you yeah, know, to yeah. have a business to grow. Yeah. And so I would say along the way, probably five, six years into it, one of the ahas was, hey, this is not a job. This is your business. You're a business. Amen. Yeah. This is your business. Yep. And you're paying the expenses. You're making the decisions. That was a big aha for me as a, if you would say, you know, I, we talked about it today at lunch. I don't see myself as an entrepreneur because I'm not creating the widget, but I'm having to go out every day and call on folks and prospect to folks and talk to them about something that generally people don't like talking about. Yeah. Some, yeah. We find that they'd rather go to the dentist sometimes than to talk about their financial <laughs> security. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. It's stressful. It, and we, yeah, we, and uh, it is, it's a stressful thing for folks. And so that was the big aha. And then I would say the next thing was getting a coach. Yeah. And I've had multiple coaches before and I fired them because they got too close. Right. They got too close to me. And when I realized that, hey, we're getting too close, then I would fire them because they would hold up the mirror to me. And that was a problem. Yep. Uh, yep. It, because it, because of my insecurities. Right. Well, when I finally realized, hey, I can't I got to stop doing that. Got honest with that. Uh, that was a big moment or a big aha. Yeah. Because, uh, heck, you're paying for somebody to help you through some of these issues. You just as well tell them the truth. 
Yeah, that's right. Right. That's and right. so that was a big thing. And uh, I mentioned to you, I'd really struggled um, with some of those issues. And one of those was like employees. And I couldn't, I had an employee I should have fired three years before I, I, I fired that person. Yep. And I, so see, I, I see it every day. For three years with a person that, sh- that I should have gotten rid of. And she knew it. We all knew it. But. No one would do anything about it because I was the one that had to do it. Well, that coach came in and said, I'll do it for you. And I thought, well, that how wrong is that? So eventually I got the language. I got the courage to make that change. And that was a big deal. Yep. And in the same sessions with that coach, um, we implemented the EOS system um, that we're, I'm still living with today. And I would say if, of all the things that I brought into my, my practice of financial security was the EOS system. And that is meeting with your employees once a week with your team. I, 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 I hate calling them employees. Yeah. I like calling them team, meeting with the team, going over the agenda, going over the vision traction organizer, because it has it all right there. Yep, what, yep, what my correct, goals are correct. and what their goals are, because we've tied my business and integrated their goals. Correct. Where before for years, I didn't know that that was important. I just thought what was important that I would pay their check. You know, exactly. That was exactly. it. I thought that was important to not well, miss a payroll. Everything you're talking about, uh, of course, I deal with daily with entrepreneurs, self-employed and, and business owners. To me, the biggest deal is when you realized, wait, I'm in business for myself. I, I'm, I am a business owner. That is one of those game changers. Had you not realized that, you probably wouldn't have sought out coaches. To, to get better and then having the the great realizations and the introduction of EOS into the into your business. So I I really appreciate that. And I kind of want to go back to that. You were you were a self-employed business owner for about five years before you is did you say five years? At least. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean that is a a game changing shift. At least I was I was treating it like a job. Yeah. Um I mean I was getting along but I wasn't really produ- producing at a high level at that time. Do you um, remember, uh, just because that was at least 25 years ago, do you remember what you were going through at the time? And like, how did that just epiphany? Or was it like slow little things that at once? Or was it Northwestern Mutual, somebody right there going, you know, this, this is your own business, right? I think it was a combination. One of the things that, attributes of Northwestern is a, they want, they bring in client builder groups, we call them, and you're studying your business with your other peers of equal. And, and so I think that was a combination. We would meet once a month. And of course I would lie to them and say (laughs) I was doing X, right? Yeah. It was a matter of being honest. It was a matter of being honest with yourself. And are are you just saying you're doing this because the, the proof was in the pudding. You know, that's we're right, trying to right. help you. And so I think that client builder group was a, certainly an important thing. And being it, not being able to pay my bills. Yeah, yeah, correct. You know? Correct. So I had to go get second jobs sometimes. Yeah. Waiting tables and, you know, doing odds and ends and, and things like that to 
to pay my bills. Yeah, I will tell you that the industry you walked into is hard to make it. Once you get past a certain point, you're you're pretty good. But it's tough in the early days. Oh, the turnover in our business is un, it's really hard to believe. Yeah. Our organization is less than industry. Uh, and I, I attribute that to training. Yeah. Uh, is pretty good. But I would tell you this, that owning your own business is not for everyone. No, you're right. Right. You're and right. my brother-in-law is a CFO of West Marine right now. And he's been CFO of some, some big companies. And, uh, and I always kind of, would ask him, why don't you do your own thing? And he said, because I don't want to create it. I want to work it. And I have no desire to yeah, create correct, my correct. own business. Correct. And so trying to find that entrepreneurial spirit is one thing, you know, and people say, oh, yeah, I want to own my own business. But it's not for everyone. And finding that right. out is yeah. critical. I look at it. We have self-employed, we have business owners, and we have entrepreneurs. Some self-employed folks are very entrepreneurial. Some aren't. Some business owners, they love being in there the day-to-day and doing what they do. And they're they're not as entrepreneurial as they think. Of course, they're self-employed, right? Correct. And then there's entrepreneurs who they just, they're, they're in it for the game. They love it. And that's everything. Yeah. But figuring out which one you are and which one you aren't is a big deal. And I'd love that you, you figured that out. Cause just imagine the wasted time you could have had if you'd have said, no, I want to go do this, but I'm not built for it. Right. You know, no, I, I definitely believe we're on a faith journey and yeah. it's been a wonderful, all the things I've just told you, you know, about not being honest with myself. That's our life, you know, yeah, and that's, correct. that's what we, we talk about in our faith journey, you know, We've got to be honest with ourselves and, and, and understand, you know, that we're broken, the things that we've talked about many times. Yep. And we're not perfect. No. And, and perfect. nobody, nobody no. is. Um, it's funny how we try to think we are sometimes. <laughs> uh, but oh, that yeah. realization is a big deal, too, you know, and just loving people where they are, which is I know you do. The way you present yourself, the you know, the volunteer stuff you do, the stuff you do at church but your family was very faith oriented you had a upbringing of course one of your brothers is a priest here locally yeah but tell us about growing up with your family because you had a bunch of kids i think so yeah i was i'm one of eight kids (laughs) my dad was the first thoracic vascular surgeon in town heart heart surgeons what they call them now and uh he married my mother he converted. He was an Episcopalian. He converted to Catholicism. And our faith was important. Uh, it was important for us to show up for Mass. They made it in a way that it wasn't hard because we were all we were doing it all together. And so it wasn't hard. Yeah. You know, you're growing up as kids and you're a kid, right? So some of this is a pain in the butt, but they were definitely an example of light to that. And, uh, and were they perfect? No, my parents were not perfect, but they, um, they did love their faith, both of them. And my dad, I always say the converts that makes the best Catholic because they make that choice as an adult. Yeah, sure. And so, and he, 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 he chose that and, uh, against a lot of odds, really. Yeah, sure. Um, so that was neat. I remember the day Hampton told me he was going to be a priest and I was probably, Wanted to be a priest, and I think I was probably about 
15 years old and as you know i was like oh man i'm not gonna ever be able to cuss in front of you like <laughs> i'm not gonna be able to be in a, what i thought was an adult yeah 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 and um boy we laughed that's hilarious about that and it's been a wonderful experience having a brother as a priest yeah um my one of my favorite things is a home mass just imagine that that's how it was at the beginning that's you know right. just that's small right. very small intimate gatherings and if you know hampton he likes to get it out of you yeah so awesome. you have to be ready to share <laughs> lots of sharing that's great and i love my very close to my brothers and sisters we've stayed very close and it's a blessing because i i see really a lot is. of broken families and they've been an incredible support for me you know with my business and with my family yeah. whenever i needed a sale i could always count on my family yeah, that, I know. Isn't that great? I know the reason I had some insurance early on is because my brother was a New York life agent for about enough to sell him a policy and me one. I love and it. so I still have that one. I love uh, it. Well, that's so cool, man. It's so yeah. cool. Let's get back to your your business. You, What type of clients do you work with? And what, what's kind of, I don't want to put you on the spot and say a favorite type of client but right is it mainly families or i love to work with closely held businesses that are owned by families i love that because what you'll find is it's not all the time but oftentimes you'll have kids working in the business with the with the mom and dad that started right yeah the mom and pop and then you'll have kids that aren't working with them in the business and so it, it becomes a very unique challenge in that planning to do the succession planning for that business. Yeah. And so along with that, we can do their group benefits and we can do their retirement planning. We can do all the, the other ancillary things outside of the big planning that we do. And I'm, I'm a nerd about it. I, I just, I love it. <laughs> I like to unwind it and then ultimately see the transfer, you yeah. know, actually yeah, correct, see that work correct. happening. And, and, you know, it's hard because we often used to say, you know, a stockbroker long term is two years. Well, the planning we're doing is a lifetime of planning, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah. And our hope is and our goal is if if this plan is good today, it'll be good tomorrow in that 20 to 30 year realm. Yeah. And so when we talk about long term, we're truly talking about full succession planning. And man, I, I for the I've been doing this thirty years, and you know we sell have sold a lot of life insurance. And you take the life insurance sale for instance, and I I'd, I'd never paid a claim for a long time. I got to tell you, man, having paid a, quite a number of claims now, both on the life insurance disability side, it's a game changer for yeah, folks for those people for yeah. those folks. Yep. Yeah, whenever I hear of someone passing, man, I just it it always it always takes me to the point where could I have done something for them potentially that wasn't done for them? Or I hope there was somebody in their life that was asking them the hard questions to put that stuff in place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause it, it makes a lifetime of difference after that. Yeah, it can. And many of my, you know, I say closely held, but I work with a lot of doctors, attorneys, CPAs, they own their own businesses. So sure, sure. those are closely held. And I love those. I love working with those folks. The succession planning's it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you're a nerd with it. I'm a nerd. <laughs> I I'm love a succession that. planning it. nerd. So uh, let's, before I call it frustrations, but some of the things that surprise you with people either not planning for the future are things that, that people either do or don't do. 
that really surprised some somebody like you? I guess I'm continually surprised that most people will spend more time work, working on their vacation than they will on their retirement plan. And I understand it. You know, it's sometimes it's not fun to talk about. Uh, and so that's that's been a big, interesting thing for me. And I think it kind of goes along with the coaching thing. You know, I you have to get into under the hood with folks yeah, right sure. and 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 people are very private and i get that and i understand it but I, I often say it's so important for you to communicate this stuff to your children your planning because just showing them the inventory of all your hard work uh it's gonna because they're gonna stress out about it anyway even having a good plan in place there's still going to be some stress level involved with it. Mm. And uh, one of my mentors used to say, there's one thing providing a lot of money. There's one thing, but not having a plan is worse yeah. because yep. you don't know what to do with it. Yeah, and so, yeah, that's, no, that that's answers good. your question. No, it does. And yeah. I've heard you say um, this is actually planning for the longest vacation you'll ever be on. Right. So, right. so you really, it is important. That's right. huge. Here, here's what I'm really fascinated. I'm really fascinated with this discovery that you are self-employed business owner, right? Tell somebody who is who is out there. They're doing every day that may not realize that they are a business owner. Give us a, a tip, a business tip for those guys. I think the most important thing is you gotta you've gotta get help. From a perspective of, I mentioned coaching. Mm -hmm. That's a huge help. I have a CPA. You know, a lot of folks still try to do it on their own. And, you know, you can't. You can't know all things. Correct. And so I'm oftentimes just trying to get folks to do what I call the estate package, a will, powers of attorney, healthcare power of attorney, living will. You've got to hire somebody to do that. And so I, I'm going to help you hire that person. I'm going to give you some folks that I work with that I think will be a good fit for you. And so get some help. Invest in your staff, you know, whatever that team may be. It's an investment. It's not a cost. And yep. understanding that and that, Correct. you know, in that first five years, I couldn't afford to do that. But then somebody said, look, let me show you what happened when I invested in a staff person and, and it and it worked for me, too. Mm. Right. They illustrated that to me. And so it was an investment. It was a leap of faith. It was a line of credit. You got to invest in getting help. You yeah, can't do really it all on idea. your own. That's right. Yeah. That's right. There's a book, um, Who Not How. <laughs> that, that they've written and, and it's really good but you you can't do it all you're not an expert in everything but we waste so much time trying to figure things out yeah there was a time when i used to shoot video <laughs> and do the editing i don't do that anymore because dustin's so great at it right and it allows you it frees you up to do the things you really need to be doing so right. thank you for that advice and look i i think that to learn things you got to you got to do that to learn things. Sure. Right. I mean, to experiment with uh, the, you know, like you said, the video. Right. You learn that you're not that good at it. You, there's other people that are better at it. Right? That's, right. That's right. And so it all boils down to understanding your strengths. Right. And your weaknesses. Yep. And we all have strengths, that, you know, gifts that God has given us. And I know. I'm not a good guy on the phone. I don't like picking up the phone and dialing a hundred times, but I know it has to happen. Yeah. So I hired somebody to do it. Right. And that's been some of the best money I've ever spent. 
Yeah, that's just knowing that that keep that little mill keeps going on, um, and so that's good advice. It yeah, really is. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. So you you run into folks all the time, all the time, whether it's in the business or outside in in the community. How do you leave people both different and better just by meeting you? That's a hard question. Uh, I, I would think that. I just love seeing the best in people. As you get older, you get you get a little jaded, but you you have to fight that and just just try to see the best in people. I love I've seen that through my service, Correct. you know, through the service part of the, of what we what we do. And both my wife and I understand that part of it is, you know, there's not everything in life that there's going to be a rate of return on of money. Right. Correct. And and the service part has been I know that we're leaving this place better than we found it by doing that, by serving, whatever capacity that may be. That's right. I think there would be a lot less depression if people serve more. I cannot agree more. Yeah, I cannot agree more. Thank you for that, man. It helps me. I'm able to put my business aside and go work on a board and and do something. And, and I think that's where you can, that's where you really can meet people where they are yeah, in sure. your service. Thanks for joining us this week on I Finally Get It. For more light bulb moments, like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Check out the show notes at ifinallygetit.com to learn more about what Taylor's up to. See you next week when we sit down with Michael Mitchell and he shares what he finally got. Hey, if you own a business and you'd like to share your light bulb moment to help a fellow business owner, reach out to me at jeff at ifinallygetit.com.